0: Love Talk Radio.
1: And you can catch us here every Saturday at 5 p.m.
0: Yes, that's right. And you can also join us. You know, you can go in our chat room. You know that already. Or you can call us and get on and chat with us live at 347-215-8305 through the entire show. And today we are discussing love, falling in and out of it, and what steps to take on your path to finding true love. We get asked all the time, how do you guys do it? How do you keep your marriage so strong? Our answers are always the same we ask that you guys take these into account in looking for yours
1: top in the list we're going to say respect each other
0: put each other first
1: be honest about everything to each other
0: treat each other kind
1: we are committed to each other and our marriage so that is a definite must you must be committed
0: And we share our lives in all ways with each other. Now we're going to elaborate on each of these. We just wanted to kind of lay them out there for you guys. In respecting yourself, my husband's going to share with you what that means.
1: Well, obviously respect is at the top of the list because uh, we talk about this all the time, but self-respect first and foremost so that you have the respect for yourself. Therefore, other people are going to respect you, but at the same time that allows you the respect so that you can, pass that on to your mate and show them that same respect because the golden rule is treat others like you want to be treated.
0: Well, most definitely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Putting each other first, that means you know, you're going to have situations where you're feeling a little, you know, it's all about me today or it's all about me this week or this month even, but you want to put your mate first. If you're putting them first and they're putting you first, you guys can't help but win because what that means is you guys will be showing the other person that they need a lot to you and that you're not selfish and you love them so if you put them first it's a very special thing it's hard to meet people that's willing to do that and you're willing to do it for And when you do that's that special that's what they call that real love that true love so make sure that you guys put each other first
1: that is correct also we have be honest about everything with each other and i think this is really important from the standpoint that it is it allows a foundation to grow and and for you to further each other as trusting each other and establishing something early in your relationship that allows it to really foster and grow as you continue on and honesty is the best policy and if you can do that with your mate then all of these other things to respect putting each other first it allows all of that to be so much more easier to for you to accomplish as your relationship grows
0: most definitely the next one we have remember is treat each other kind you have to be kind not just to your mate but to people in general if you are having a a messy day or you're moody or you just ain't having a good time it's best that you go and be off by yourself someplace and not involve others because it's really depressing and you want to always keep it positive so in treating each other kind that's a positive positive thing to do it's wonderful it makes the relationship worthwhile and worth fighting for so always make sure that you treat them with kindness and they Treat you with kindness all the same. Um, we'll jump right into being committed to each other and then we'll talk about sharing your life and then some tips and ideas on what you can do to help you find true love and how to keep it when you do.
1: That is correct. Now, when we talk about uh, being committed inside of your relationship, that is super, super big because. Uh, you're committed to a lot of different things in your life. But if your marriage is what everything is about for you and you really want it to succeed, if you're committed to that first and foremost, everything else in your life will fall into place. So committed is like nurturing and water plant plants, loving animals grow the proper way.
0: Most definitely, and share your life with each other, guys. Everybody out there that's listening, I know you wanted to tune in. You've seen we were talking about love. I know how exciting and important that is. And everybody, let's face it, everybody wants to be in love. Share your lives with each, other, with each other. Excuse me, I'm tongue-tied. With each other in every single way. I'm enthusiastic about this because it's very, very important. You want to make sure that if you're involved in something and, and um, you can include your mate, you include them because that's, that's the time you guys are spending together. That's quality time. The quantity is not really important if there's no quality there. So make sure that you guys are sharing your lives in all the ways you can. And overall, overall, you guys, you know, Open your heart to to experiencing different things with your mates and make sure you're communicating. I have to say that again and again and again that was one that we left off but communication is one of the definite 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 things that you have to do and communication is just being honest talking about what you're going through and what you're feeling usually you will feel a lot better if you can get it off your chest i've practiced that my whole life and i try you know whether it be my mother or my husband or whoever my even my daughter sometimes you know or my son i try to run it by them and they just brighten your day because your loved ones care about you and they care about you feeling good about yourself and If you're one of those kind of people that let outside forces in the outside world affect you and what you think and feel about yourself, you're going to constantly be depressed. You have to let that go. It's very easy to get caught up in it. And what I've done, and I want to share with you guys, because this is all a part of finding true love and being able to keep it, because some people get out of relationships with their mate because they feel like, darn, they're always uptight, they're always upset, once in a while they're happy, the next minute they're pouting and they're somber and they're this. You have to make sure that you're telling yourself constant, positive affirmations. I talk about that in my book, Woman. Me and my husband talk about it in our book, No Ordinary Love, A True Story of Marriage and Basketball. And I speak about it in my up-and-coming book called Colored Girl, Proud to be a Colored Girl. Inside of that book is inspirational quotes and affirmations for women to feel good about themselves and always compete with only yourself. You don't need to compete with anyone else. You're going to always see some image on TV. You're going to always see or hear something about someone or read it in a magazine that they're doing this or someone hit the lottery or someone got a great job or someone got a new car. It doesn't matter. You have you, and that's the best and greatest gift you could have to be able to be alive and living and able to change at any time, whatever you want in your life. You are in control of it. So that's all a part of finding and keeping true love. If you are coming negative, that your mate is going to start having second thoughts of, is this really what I want to do with my life It's just be around someone that's constantly angry. So that's one of the main things is communicate keep your spirits up, be positive. There's going to be times when times, things are going to be down, but that's when you're supposed to be able to go to your mate and say, this is how I'm feeling, you know, what do you think, and they should be able to soothe and comfort you. So when moving into ways in which you can find and keep true love is open your heart and mind to finding the person whose soul fits yours. They may not be that one person that you have imagined in your mind or you think personally you think that person's the right one, they might not even be them, you know. They may even be the total opposite, but open yourself up to giving love a try with them, this other person, and see what happens. You never know. They might be the love of your life. So you have to be willing to open your heart and mind and experience things with other people. Now, I'm not saying just randomly, but I'm saying, you know, give it some thought. Be careful in your choices because there's a lot of sad stories out there about people meeting new folks and running into some dangerous and violent situations. You want to make sure that they're a you know, safe, sane person you know, when you go forward. The next one, be honest with the other person about your feelings and your wants and desires. This will surely make it a lot easier to gain trust and get closer emotionally okay, you have to make sure that you're being honest about how you're feeling because if you're not telling them and they're not telling you, sometimes that could be a roadblock, and that could be the that, you know straw that broke the camel's back. That person could just say, you know, it's just not working out. I'm going to move on. I'm going to go look for love someplace else. Or you may even feel that way. But if you guys are being honest about what you truly want and feel and what you're looking for, then there can be no misunderstandings in that.
1: That's right. It can mm-hmm. also add to the intimacy of being mm-hmm. together and being in a relationship, uh, right. the honesty in and of itself. Also, once you're in a relationship, be committed to it. Put it First and keep it sacred. I'll say that again. Put it first and keep it sacred. For it is the two of you, and you have to keep the circle tight. We talk about in our book, uh, No Ordinary Love: the True mm-hmm. Story of Marriage and Basketball, 360-degree circle and keeping uh, outsiders. And those are people who aren't in your immediate circle, like your children. And if you do have your mother and father inside of that circle, and obviously your wife or your mate, but you keep that circle tight because that's the circle that you always to be able to depend on moving forward for rocky times, for good times. Those are the people that first and foremost you touch. So keep your circle tight. Also, respect is 100% the most valuable ingredient in a loving marriage or relationship. You must have it, and if you don't, the relationship will ultimately, ultimately suffer in the end because respect is what everything is pretty much based off of. So 100%, this is the most valuable ingredient. Start with self-respect, and then you'll be able to respect your mate as well.
0: Most definitely, guys. And listen to this. When you find yourself falling out of love, while in your relationship or after a breakup, it is very important that you don't play the blame game with yourself or with the other person. Just try to relax so you can see things more clearly and sort out your feelings, as well as open your heart to acceptance and forgiveness right away. No relationship has a guarantee unless both parties involved want it to have one. That is the only way to be sure your relationship will stand the test of time. It is a 50-50 deal, people. And sometimes... It may start out that way and eventually change into one of where the people, one of the persons wanna say, you know, well, I don't think this is working out or you know, they give you some reason or, or whatever. But that's okay. If you if you open your heart up and your mind up to accepting the fact that it just didn't work and forgiving the situation, you won't hamper and damper any type of you know, situations in the future that you might find yourself in that might turn out to be a better fit for you. Not to say a better person, but a better fit for you and what you're looking for in your life. So make sure that if you find yourself falling out of love. Again, I'll repeat a little bit of it. While in your relationship or after a breakup, it's very important. Do not play the blame game with yourself or the other person.
1: That's right. Falling mm-hmm. out of love is a uh, is something that happens, but a lot of <laughs> oh, the time definitely. it is it is a, a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Because truly, falling out of love what is that? I don't necessarily believe in that. I think the person loses focus or That's something. Right. Because you must have loved them in the first place, so you're gonna have That's to right. look deep within yourself and find out the issues and problems that you mm-hmm. have first and That's foremost. Right. Because falling out of love, uh, I'm not digging that with people. <laughs> right. uh, we will be welcoming a very special guest to the show today a little bit later on as well so what we want you to do is stay tuned Mm -hmm. of course and check that guest out with us we also uh invite you to write us for more information about love or any other topic if you would like at any time you can uh email us at myspace.com forward slash jackie and doug infinite love or, as always, the website, www.salesatjackiechristie.com. or at any time, you can also join us right here on the show, and we love to hear all of the input that you people have out there because those questions and comments are truly, truly appreciated.
0: That's right. And for station identification, this is Infinite Love Talk Radio. You're joining your host, Doug and Jackie Christie, on Blog Talk. We're here every Saturday at 5 p.m., and um, we invite you to call in at 347 215 Eighty-three zero five, And right now we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to let you hear a little bit about um, the new release that I have coming up. So this is like an alert, alert, alert. It's coming up May 9th and May 12th, respectively. The clothing line will release on May 9th, and on May 12th will be the book. This is the song that goes along to um, the new clothing line and venture that our family is involved with called Colored Girl. Here you go. Colored Girl. talking about a 2 year old child genius. She has an IQ of 156. Can you guys believe this? Elise Tan Roberts may be young, but she's already accomplished something the majority of us will never. Okay. She has become a member of Mensa at just 2 years old, 4 months and 2 weeks. Elise has an estimated IQ of 156, putting her in the top 0.2% of children her age and qualifying her as the youngest member of the well-known Society for Smart People. Parents Louise and Edward of North London say they e- that they knew, even before their daughter learned to communicate, they suspected there was something special about her. As an infant, she had a tendency to stare at people and objects for very long periods of time, like she was absorbing something. But it wasn't until Elise corrected another parent who misidentified a triceratops as a rhinosaurus. Now, you see, I, I'm totally lost on what they are even talking about, so I'm not a genius, but that's Okay that Louise and Edward became convinced that they should have their daughter's intelligence assessed. Whoa. So that should did huh, huh, baby? <laughs>
1: 156, she's off the scales, two years oh. old. Wow.
0: <laughs> she's, she's really great. So if you want to read more about her, definitely Google her. Again, I will repeat her name. It is Elise Tan, T-A-N, Roberts, R-O-B-E-R-T-S. Next in the news, we have top innovations from shower stalls to Wi-Fi. The future of air travel is changing. Okay, as cash-strapped airlines park their generic jets in the desert, your odds of getting a more pleasant ride aboard a newer plane is improving. That's because the average age of a typical big airline fleet is going down just as the new generation planes break down less often and are offering built-in features that may reduce jet lag and other side effects of prolonged confinement in an aluminum tube. The way they put that makes you not want to fly. Huh? More travelers are looking for safe, state-of-the-art features as well, especially on long-distance flights where an extra inch of legroom can mean the difference between comfort and misery. Bars, snack areas, and lounges are starting to appear, along with features like Wi-Fi, iPod, docking stations, and even showers. Here, we zero in on some of the hottest onboard perks already out there. And some of those perks are you can lay on Virgin Airlines, you can actually lay your seats down. Now, that's first class. I'm not sure if you can do that in the main cabins or not, but I do know first class you can lay down and pretty much get you along that. They got flat screen TVs on that airline. I'm not sure which other ones do, but they're on the back of the seats. And in first class, it's a, it's a huge one right on the front of the wall, if you're in the front very front you know seats that they call bulkhead that my husband hates to fly in. But anyway, on there we might you know change our tune a little because it's a lot of room. It's only four rows, they said. so it's a lot of extra leg room. You can pretty much put suitcases down there and still have a lot of room. But um, there's a lot of different things that they're offering, and they will be offering telephones again on airlines coming up pretty soon. So these are just some good topics, and that's what's in the news.
1: No question Mm -hmm. that that will make somebody want to fly. A little extra (laughs) leg room and laying down. That is a good thing. Well, on a little bit of a somber note, worldwide flu cases top Uh, 700. The world still lingers just shy of a full-out pandemic, according to the World Health Organization, or WHO, officials. While confirmed cases of the new influenza strain – And related hospitalizations in the United States continue to rise. No new deaths have been reported. This is a time for us to prepare and be ready, said WHO's director Michael Ryan Mm -hmm. at a global alert response this morning in Geneva. Ryan shared updates on an international portrait of the current H1N1 influenza outbreak, saying that confirmed cases continue to grow worldwide. Ryan said the illness has struck 15 countries, with a total of 615 cases and 17 deaths. WHO is calling the virus by its scientific name rather than the nickname, the swine flu. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, the virus has... uh, ...mutated into a form that is unrelated to animals and passes easily from person to person. And that is the key point, because the global alert remains at a level five, which is characterized by human-to-human spread of the virus, the highest level is phase six so we're one level away which indicates that a global pandemic is underway. So at a noontime press conference today they were saying that everyone needs to watch out. The median age has been which is the average age has been 17 but flu patients range from one years to eighty one years old. So, uh, you know, keep your hands clean, sanitize, make sure that you aren't around a lot of people who are coughing and what have you, and uh, just protect yourself until they get this under control. So the uh,
0: swine flu
1: is oh. actually just a new influenza strain.
0: And I'm so scared, honey, and I I went out to the store today and I was going to get everybody in my family some of the Perel hand desanitizer because they said that's one good way to keep from spreading germs. You know, if you go grocery shopping, you hold the baskets and stuff, be very careful. And they were completely out at two stores, Safeway and Fred Myers both said as soon as they get it in, it flies off the shelves. So that means people are alert and aware and they're out there getting stuff to protect themselves, but we might even have to create maybe our own little stuff and get some napkins and put like alcohol and some other stuff on them and fold them up meat and put them in a sandwich bag or something and just, you know, wipe our hands with that after. I don't know if that's harmful. I'm not a scientist, but we might have to do something if they're not going to be selling enough Parel for everybody. So if any of you are out there and you're listening and you hear this and you know where to get some, please let us know because we'll buy it in bulk if we have to. We definitely need... It, with us at all times, and you know, it's funny because about a year ago they had a thing out um, that was saying don't use the hand sanitizers because they actually was causing germs to be able to get in. Now they're saying get as much of it as you can, stockpile it, and use it. So it's like I know Perel is happy because they're very wealthy now because of it, huh?
1: that is correct, but you, you know, I can see how they could say <laughs> yeah. that it, it could do something because ultimately the, the strain of flu, if you keep killing it with these sanitizers, mm-hmm. it, it mutates and it becomes stronger and stronger. So oh, uh, just try to use soap, keep your hands clean, you know, lemons and citrus, that kills stuff, like my wife said, alcohol and different things. But mm-hmm. uh, keep your, your environment clean, keep your hands clean, try to get air filters in your house. They sell them at a lot of different stores. Keep those clean and just try to Take care of
0: yourself. Oh, most definitely. And you know what, you guys? Again, I want to take this time before we welcome our special guest here coming up pretty soon in the show. As we told you, we have a surprise guest for you. Um, We are going to be talking to him, and what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to go ahead and read you his bio now. So that way we're ahead of the game because we are running behind on our show. We have such a good time talking with you guys, and we want to make sure we get it all in. So we're going to not introduce him to you, but I guess we will because he is joining us right now. So with no further ado, we want to welcome the talented and very, just very unique performer to the show, <laughs> Mr. Louise. cruz and he was born in Bakersfield, California and now resides in Los Angeles, He has crafted a musical career upon the soulful sounds of his ethnic American background and flavored it with contemporary R&B, jazz, Latin, jazz, and salsa. Steeped in music from early childhood, Beltran's first memories recall his mother seeing gospel music, Mexican and Caribbean folk tunes. As early as third grade, Beltran was playing bongos and learning the guitar. The beauty of Afro-Cuban music stole my heart, Beltran has said. Since then, Beltran has performed with great artists such as Ray Barreto, Mongo Santa Maria, Tito Puente, Ray Armado, Francesco, Francisco, excuse me, Aquabella, and George Claudio.
1: A prolific songwriter and lyricist, Louis was honored with the placement of his composition, Pan con Dignidad, Bread with Dignity. In a compilation series, Who's Who of Composers, Beltran has toured the United States, Europe, Scandinavia, the Middle East, and Africa with the group Starfire and R&B and Latin Jazz Ensemble. His song, Mm -hmm. La Migra, was featured in the soundtrack of the hit CBS, Show Judging Amy, an episode in which Louis guest starred himself. He co starred in the film Mexican Werewolf in Texas. Other film credits include The Minister's Wife, La Ridada, and Haskell Wexler's Latino. On the stage, Beltran has worked with famed directors Luis Valdez and Carmen Zapata. Louis also performed at Governor Schwarzenegger's private residence for the governor's 2008 birthday celebration and provided the entertainment. For former Secretary of State George George Schultz and his guests at a private party at Universal's Globe Theater. Recognized as one of the most ingenious and captivating musicians, composers, arrangers, and band leaders to emerge from the Los Angeles scene, legendary Louis Cruz Beltran has carved an esteemed career in the world of Latin jazz. Every show conducted by the Louis Cruz Beltran Orchestra is a unique Latin jazz experience. Experience. Hello, Louie. Are you there?
0: I am. Is this, is this Doug? Yes,
1: yes this Jackie. is Doug <laughs> and Jackie. It is fantastic to have you with us. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. You know, I always say if I wake up, man, I got it made.
1: There you go. <laughs> well, it is good to hear your voice. And uh, when you, we knew you were coming on, and people who love, listen to our show love music, and the, the first question was, what made you want to do music? Because when I hear this background, I, I hope that my bio reads like this someday because this is awesome. What, what made you want in, to get into music?
2: Well, I think, you know, one of the things is that uh, we're kind of products of our environment. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in the colonias where I was raised, uh, my, in my immediate home also, my mother and my father used to sing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother used to be making tortillas and, and singing songs, gospel songs, uh, uh, Caribbean songs, uh, classics, you know, and she just loved to sing, and so Pops used to sing, too. They And the, the beauty of it was that they didn't only sing, but they were very much into harmonies, so oh. that helped me at, as a young age, because my mother would not let us sing unison.
0: She would wow. make us,
2: and I have eight brothers, you know, I have eight brothers and two sisters, oh my and goodness. she would make... That's uh, um, when we sang sing first, second, and third harmonies or whatever and uh so that was a great upbringing to have from her. She was really uh technical, but she was also spirited you know very uh devout singer and uh, never never really went professional. she did play a lot she was requested to sing a lot of songs in church and so forth so wow. uh, and, and same with my dad you know like very very uh very good singers, both of them. So I think that's the beginning. I mean, that is something that just comes natural. You just start to feel it around the house, and you—it's like the birds chirping around the the mother and the father bird. You know, they uh, uh, tap, they sing too automatically. So that's that's what that's what happened in my home.
1: No question. Well, we know that uh, you have a CD entitled "It's My Time" and that's available. Everybody at uh, Louis's website. You can go there: com. It's also available at iTunes, Napster, and CD Baby. And uh, when we talk, when we look at your newest release, "Live at the Ford," it really captures the excitement uh, of you performing at. The John Anderson Ford Amphitheater, and we just wanted to know what was it like to perform at the amphitheater.
2: Well, you know that's a legendary place. That's okay. many times the uh, the little Hollywood Bowl. But man, you know what they say? Some things pack you know they pack a big punch. And that little place is just so comfortable. It's beautiful. The the just the where it's setting at amongst the trees and the, you know it's just a beautiful place. And I was honored to be there and to, to do that jazz uh, pilgrimage. I'm I'm going to be back there in uh, October, uh, October 4th, back there uh, doing a um, L.A. La Vida Music Fest. So, uh, Mm -hmm. look
0: at that. Everybody, I hope you're taking notes because we definitely want you to go to it October 4th, 2009. Go to the L.A. La Vida Music Fest and you can catch him there at the John Anson Amphitheater. Now, I have a question for you, Louie. What other projects do you have in the works currently?
2: Well, tonight I'm playing at Steamers uh, okay. out in Fort, a nice place that uh, seems to, uh, um, you know, catch a lot of great musicians. Poncho Sanchez will be there tomorrow night. Wow. I'll be there tonight, and uh, you know they, they they bring in some great great world acts there. So okay. I'll be there tonight and having a great time. I start at nine, for those who need the Um, But uh, I'll be uh, doing something on, uh, my next uh, event will be. Uh, Marshall High School. I want to be there with the kids because, you know, as you know, Doug and um, Jackie, I, I love to work with kids, too, and I love to mentor them and, 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 uh, and to produce and, and, and uh, promote the arts. So I'll be there on Cinco de Mayo playing with a, a trio of mine and also giving them a little inspirational talk about success and succeeding in this crazy life of ours. Oh, I'll
0: be cool.
2: in, On 5-15, that's uh, May 15th, I'll be at Ke- uh, Kyoto Dancing on the roof garden, and uh, wow. anyway, I think that's how they say it—dancing on the roof, <laughs> yeah, garden type thing. <laughs> uh, my band will be there. I'll have my, my uh, uh, ensemble, Latin jazz ensemble. There's gonna be a lot of dancing. See the both of you there, uh, Doug. Oh. You guys, well, you sound like dancers, so come on up. <laughs> you, you can lie. hear that in our voice. I could hear it. I could hear it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank
1: so you, Oh, yo, no question. You are correct. I'd, I love to shake a leg, and I pull my wife out there and 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 make her do her shaking, too, because <laughs> there's the dancing is like that's what everything is about, and I'm telling and you And I, I want to
0: share with Louie. I was playing your music earlier today when we were setting up the show, and my son came in. He's 8 years old, and I hear all this shuffling going around, and I turn around, and he's just going crazy, dancing, jumping up and down, Swing and he's like oh that's the coolest song Mom I wanted put it on my iPod And it was your song so I just wanted to share that With you he's got a fan uh, in him he's eight so.
2: That uh, live at the Ford there's a lot of salsa and a lot of um, Latin jazz and very Spirited music uh, and that Will get the kids dancing but uh, the, the first CD is uh, It's My Time uh, that has a lot of great romantic stuff, and and that that'll cause kids to be born. So you be careful with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Louis, I love it. I love it. You know, being so talented, Louis, because you know you are. We're talking musician, composer, arranger, band leader, uh, in the studio, on the stage. I just personally want to know, and I know my wife wants to know this: what out of that? is your favorite part, or really can you separate it into something that you say, you know, I really like doing this the most?
2: I think, uh, Doug, Jackie, it's an excellent question. I think what it is, when you start to mature in music and you realize the power of the arts, uh, and when I mean power, I mean the ability to attract uh, uh, ears and eyes and attention. And when you have that type of situation, and if you are – I guess if you're character and you come and raise the way I was raised, it gives you an opportunity to see that you could use your music to make people happy. You, could, you can have them think, too, because your lyrics uh, are a forum to uh, messages. And so I like to do that. I, I, I think that's one of the greatest uh, attributes of the arts, is that it gives us a, a sense of expression. And uh, it's what we express that is so important. I think today's music, in a lot of it, has been somewhat negative, but a lot of it has been very positive, and I want to stay on that positive side as much as possible and kind of help the negative things that are going on with our youth. But let mm-hmm. me say I'm very proud of our youth. I think our youth is giving it a really good go, and I want to be right there with them and give them a hand. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that, that's a, it's a, it's a a, very special thing for artists because I have been in situations where I'm, 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 I'm speaking about a subject matter, and because I have my music, it, 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 it captivates their attention. And isn't that really the root of the, the – that is the secret of learning. If someone can get your attention, then you're going to learn. And so I think that my, my speaking but also uh, uh, combined with the arts has a great, great sense of, uh, of power and character.
1: I totally agree with you, Louie. We, we homeschool our children, and when you can turn the light on in a child's head and however you have to do that to grab their attention is super, super powerful. And I can hear the passion in what you're talking about, and I know that uh, one of these days we're going to come together and be able to see you talk, perform, or something because I, I can truly hear it inside of you, and it's a blessing to the children who are going to get a chance to meet you, hear you, watch you do your thing, and, and speak to them and drop some serious knowledge on them who louis are are some of your musical inspirations, I guess, and this kind of goes into a two point question because at the same point I kind of want to know who is there anyone out there who you haven't performed with who you would love to
2: I think um, some of the some of the uh, artists today that I would like to well let me answer the first one my inspiration some of my mentors and music have been artists such as Tito puente. And, of course as i you're definitely my mother and father because that's where it came from you know so i got you gotta thank mom and pops you know uh, <laughs> um you know I think that my inspiration is also very uh spiritual uh uh founded because uh you know my, my uh, listening to great great gospel artists uh uh I have got a lot of inspiration from them, but I think people like ray Barreto, uh louis Belson, uh um Buddy Rich, uh, Pete Escovito, Coco Escovito, uh, in fact, all the Escovito family. And uh, but I think that also, as I mentioned, Tito Puente, Willie Bobo, Cal Jader, um, all of these, these uh, really, really um, spirited uh, musicians that took the concept of our Afro-Latin roots and mixed them with the uh, classic jazz uh, harmonies and melodies. And when we put those two together, wow! Mm-hmm. We talk about being an ambassador of, of 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 people. That music is it has a has a sense of bringing people together of all kinds and backgrounds. So I think it's a great great thing to to uh, follow that that genre of music. The uh, the people that I would have liked to have played with who, um, you know, there's just so many. Doug, uh, Jack, uh-huh. <laughs> so many. I really haven't thought about who I would like to play with. It's just like I said earlier, when I wake up, I just thank God I'm up. And whoever in my face went up on the stage, let's do it.
1: There you go. (laughs) No question. You know, a title of one of your songs, Pan Con Dignidad, Bread and Dignity, struck me as uh, a powerful, powerful piece, putting words together. What does that mean to you?
2: Well, um... Pan con dignidad. Yeah, uh, pan is bread uh, with dignity. And, of okay. course, worse than that, I was inspired when I had an opportunity to um, do a tour of Nicaragua uh, um, and also had a part in a movie called Latino back in the in the 80s uh, with uh, Has- Haskell Wexler was a director and uh, producer. And um, George Lucas was also involved in that. My brother, who is also an actor, perhaps you have heard of him, his name is Robert Beltran, had a a lead role in this movie, along with Annette Cardona. And uh, they asked me to be the musician character in this movie, so I did. So while I was there in in Managua, I had an opportunity to meet a a group called um, Luis Godoy Mejia, uh, a very, very popular um, salsa nuevo canto artist from Nicaragua. And uh, I had the a, a, a privilege of touring with this band because we were also doing the film together. So we became friends, and we started to tour uh, the infrastructure of Managua and Nicaragua. And wow, that and being around the people during that time, um, they were having a rough time. This, of course, was when – you know, I'm not, I'm not giving any political uh, favoritism <laughs> here. I'm just saying yeah. the time that I was – that the Sandanistas uh, uh, were in power – And uh, they were trying to uh, erase some of the poverty that had been existing there. So I had an opportunity to go around this country, playing their music and listening to the words and and meeting the people. And you know, one of the I think the 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 sounding uh, um, uh, um, message that I heard in the mountains and the valleys and throughout the jungles uh, uh, was that. We want, it. we want something, we want freedom, we want to be uh, individuals, but we want it with dignity. We want to eat, you know, we want to be fed, we want these basic things that human beings uh, need to survive, absolutely, but we want it with dignity. And so that, that spirit and, and that uh, I experienced being a Nicaragua wow. gave me oh, yeah. that uh, inspiration to write uh, Pan con Dignidad.
1: Fantastic. That is awesome. I just had to ask that because that that is super, super powerful, and uh, I can hear the passion in what it is that you're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, you are hearing right here live with us today on Blog Talk Radio, Mr. Louis Cruz Beltran.
0: You can get any information by going to www.myspace.com forward slash Louis Cruz Beltran, which is L-O-U-I-E-C-R-U-Z-B-E-L-T-R-A-N. And, Mr. Cruz, we could talk to you all day. You are fantastic. You're an inspiration to us and our listeners. We appreciate it so very much. We won't keep you. We know you're a busy man. Good luck tonight. And we will hopefully have you back on the show again soon with any projects you got going or just to say hello.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Jackie, and thank you, Doug. And, and let me remind some of your listeners that mm-hmm. um, I also have a MySpace, you know, uh, these days. but My nephews told me, you better get on MySpace, Uncle Louis. <laughs> uh, but, as, you know, they want me to get on that computer. I told him, son, I can't do this kind of stuff. You do it for me and get me on there and whatever, so we did it. I told them, I just barely got used to the ballpoint pen, and you want me on a computer. That's you know, so uh, <laughs> But I'm on, uh, you know, www. or whatever they call that, MySpace and slash Louis Cruz Beltran. And they can find some um, my music there. They can also see some videos and, uh, um, you know, YouTube stuff. And it's an interesting little uh, MySpace uh, articles there, too, that they, they might enjoy.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Until next time, Louis, we appreciate it. And good luck tonight. Knock them dead, buddy.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Oh. And thank you. thank- Jackie, anytime. Okay,
2: We've got, got each other numbers. Okay.
0: We'll keep... hey everybody, you know, you were listening to Louis Cruz Beltran. You can always get the MP3 of this at iTunes or come back to our page in about 30 minutes after the show and you can listen to the whole entire show. You know we were talking about some good stuff earlier. We was talking all about love and falling in and out of it and what to do if you're searching for it and so on and so forth. So there's some great pieces in the first segment of the show Love is a many splendid thing. Ever heard that phrase? Well, today we want to share with you guys a poem about this very beautiful thing before we jump into sports, and my love will do the honors.
1: Yes, I will, babe, and it is entitled, How Do I Love Thee? Let Me Count the Ways. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight. For the ends of being and ideal grace, I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. I love thee freely as men strive for right. I love thee purely as they turn from praise. I love thee with a passion put to use in my old griefs and with my childhood's faith. I love thee with a love I seem to lose with my, soul, with my lost saints. I love thee with the breath, smiles, tears of all my life. And if God choose, I shall love thee even after death. That is by Elizabeth Barrett
0: Browning. And that was very beautiful, baby. Thank you, baby. And this week's questions and comments, you guys, we got for you guys. Some great stuff. This is from our listeners, and I'm sorry we can only get to three of them because we got to jump into some hot sports. The first one is, hey, D&J, got a question for you two. Do you guys equate the amount of intimacy, time, a couple spends, with how much they really love each other? As my girl feels like I'm not with her in that way enough, so she doesn't think I really love her. And this is from Derek in Atlanta. I won't give you his last name.
1: Honey? Uh I would say no, I don't it, um, equate intimacy with love because sometimes there are, you know, circumstances that might not allow it, which doesn't mean that you don't love that person as much. You might love them dearly with all your heart and be your soulmate, and something just happens that that's not something that takes place all the time. But I would say no. If if somebody loves you, you know it.
0: Most definitely, and I would have to say that I don't think it really even um, – matters. They're they're two different things I think and I think that you should explain to her that she you do love her and show her in different ways like cooking for her and um you know, just all kinds of thoughtful ways. That that will definitely suffice I think um because this sounds more like she's got some inner feelings or emotional issues she's dealing with and the best thing is to communicate, talk about it and she'll find once you guys do and you reassure her that it's not nothing she needs to look at as far as the relationship is in a bad place or anything like that. What women, they tend to feel, or we tend to feel, uncomfortable if you're not really understanding where the male is coming from. And I think from a woman's point of view as well, I'll share this with you guys, that you have to make sure you're talking to your girl because you can have such such a more closer and better relationship if you guys is communicating. Next.
1: I have, I feel like I give more to my relationship and when I try to talk to my mate about it he argues please help me I'm pulling out my hair he just won't listen Uh, can you help me work this out this comes from a listener out of Portland Oregon Bay
0: Um, they want me to answer
1: yeah this was for for both (laughs) of us all
0: I can say is that I know I know I know from experience no I'm just kidding I, I think that, um, it, I'm going to repeat the question. I feel like I give more in my relationship. And when I try to talk to my mate about it, he argues, please help me on how to get him to listen and work it out with me. I would have to definitely say again, reiterate communication. That's not easy for a lot of people, though. Some people find it difficult, and then some guys are kind of moody. and. That's not good for women, you know we're we're very loving creatures, I think some of us are cows, but most of us are loving creatures, and we just we just want to know everything is cool, everything's okay, and we're trying to please you, and you're supposed to be trying to please us. so talk to your mate, you know, hear what she has to say, don't take it personal it, when you mature, i mean fully mature, like really you wisen up and you mature and you get older, and just all the things that come with for real matureness, you will understand that. It's not all about yourself. You have to share. And if you're in a relationship, you have to be open to hear what the other person is saying. And a lot of times, if you really look at it, you know, clearly you'll be like, oh, that ain't that bad. That ain't that big a deal. We can talk about that. But if you're already defensive, whatever they say, you're going to turn them off, you know, or you're going to turn yourself off and you're not going to hear it, and therefore it's just going to linger. And that builds resentment. So you got to make sure that you are listening to her. And um, if he won't listen, you might want to try writing a letter. Sometimes people will read before they will actually hear it with their own ears. They'll read it, and they'll take it in better. So sit down and take your time. Don't be confrontational and just kind of write it out. This is what I'm feeling, and I would like to talk about it, and let's make an appointment. And maybe you make an appointment at his favorite restaurant or something. So he's eating good food, so then he has to be nice to you. (laughs) you.
1: Yeah, that, that was a, a beautiful – or there's, there's all, a lot of different ways to get them to listen. Though. I'm not going to say any of them. I'm going to leave it alone. Go ahead, okay. baby. you got number three.
0: Okay, the next one and final one before we jump into sports is, Doug and Jackie, what's your favorite romantic movies? Uh-oh. I'll let you go first.
1: Uh, I don't have one. But let me think. Uh, nine and a half weeks, that's – Okay. So that's a good
0: one. And we're gonna skip right on past that one, y'all. And we're <laughs> gonna jump in because I think they asked for romantic movies and well, not excrement movies. Like, but kind of um, romantic, <laughs> <laughs> kind
1: of. It depends my, on how you look at it. What was yours? Give me yours.
0: My my most romantic movie, everybody out there that's listening, and the person Sheila or um, that asked us is Love Jones, and it is starring Nea Long and Lorenz Tate. It's very special, and I'm gonna tell you something else. They actually do a little bit of spoken word in there, and it's just—it's about relationships and how he met her and how he treated her sweet and that whole thing and how they went through their ups and downs. They had some drama in there a little bit, but they worked it out. It's just a touching movie. Me and you watched it, honey, like two months ago, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, I I, I remember that,
1: but that one didn't (laughs) hit me. I apologize. Okay,
0: so now what's yours? Uh, and it can't be nine and a half weeks. Well, well
1: half I already, that's, uh, Jay-Z <laughs> said that's better than 12 steps. So we're going to oh. go
0: right into
2: our oh. favorite
1: part of the show. Uh, well, one of our favorite parts of the show, that is a uh, sports. And everybody out there knows it is NBA time. We're looking second round of the playoffs. Pacquiao versus Hatton tonight. It is a fight. They are getting down. Somebody's going to get knocked the heck out. Wizzle, are you there with us?
3: Oh, this weather is atrocious, man. I got an umbrella.
1: <laughs> man, uh well I, I just first of all want to know Eastern Conference, Chicago, Boston Game Seven. It it started forty five minutes ago. Can we get an update?
3: Well, the last update that I got because hey, before I get on my segment segment, I honestly have to get to a quiet area. We had Boston up by two at the end of the first quarter. So uh uh excuse me, Chicago up by three at the end of the first quarter. So uh, that's what we're looking at right now. They've been going back and forth pretty good. Uh, it looks like Chicago's been trying to actually uh, trying to run the table a little bit right now. It looks like they're they're playing like uh, they know what's going down and know what's at stake, and uh, they're out there scrapping. So it's a really good game. If you don't have it on, you should turn it on. No
1: question about it. Well, I'm going to stay with my pick for this one. Uh, with Chicago, I just think that they are going to pull it out for some reason. Uh, no Kevin Garnett, that equals big, big trouble for the Boston Celtics. Sorry, Celtics fans, you got a lot of props last year, that big, fat ring that you got. Enjoy it. Waiting for the winner of this game, Orlando. Uh, They're getting the White Howard back. Uh, A couple days rest. Do you think that that's going to, you know, serve well for Hedo? They get a good flow. This game, this series went seven games. The the opponent they're going to be facing may be a little tired. What do you see out of Orlando in Chicago or Boston?
3: Well, I definitely think that Orlando will take full advantage of the rest. Um, I do look for Orlando to move forward. Um, it, the rest is really good, you know, in terms of being Eleven at home. 11
0: uh, minutes until showtime.
3: And hanging and, out and enjoying your meal with, with your teammates and that type of thing, and even watching other games. And, and uh, Orlando could obviously benefit from that, just as Cleveland has been benefiting.
1: No question. So you think, uh, I mean, we're obviously looking a little bit ahead here, but Atlanta, Miami, their game seven tomorrow. This has turned into a very physical and chippy, a uh, little chirping going back and forth between a lot of different players. Uh, Horford is hurt. Don't know if he's going to be able to play. you got D-Wade, Joe Johnson. Who plays the biggest? Who wins this game seven and gets the face and uh, well-rested LeBron James?
3: You know what? I'm going to go with Atlanta, and I know it's probably not the most popular pick, uh, and it probably could be hypocritical in terms of my picks earlier, but I just look at right now in the confidence level that Atlanta has. is uh, They have the type of team, the components that you need to move forward in terms of uh, uh, moving to the next level. Uh, I don't think that Miami has it. They do have a superstar, without a doubt, in terms of dealing, uh, talking about uh, – Uh, Dwayne Wade, but just the the accompanying talent, isn't it at at the level where Atlanta is? They play at a high level. They don't necessarily play uh, real smart, but they play at a very high level and they play off a lot of energy.
2: That's
1: a. Music break for the whistle right there. That is, uh, we we trying to uh, mix master KRS One. You whistle. We
0: having technical difficulties. Everybody, just stay tuned. Well,
1: whistle. When when I look at this, you got. Uh, Bibby at point guard, and I think that that could be the deciding factor because, uh, you know, obviously he's been there before, been in some big games, but I'm going to have to stick with my pick. Miami, I had him in six. They're going to do it in seven. D. Wade comes up big. Uh, last three minutes, free throws, and he gets big shot to put them over the hump. And Mr. LeBron James is waiting with those Cleveland Cavaliers. Who do you got in that six?
3: Well, I'm obviously going to go with Cleveland Cavaliers, but uh, you want to place a wager of 50 push-ups on Miami moving forward?
1: You got it. I'll take that bet and do you by two. We'll make it 52. Atlanta, Miami will let everybody know how the push-ups went. In the Western Conference, Whistle. we got the Los Angeles Wakers. They are playing the Houston Rockets. Kobe versus Artest, and I'm looking at this Yao factor. And what do you see in this one? Because I I look at LA and the fact that they let teams back in, that really scares me. The benches, you got uh, Lamar Odom obviously able to come off the bench. You got uh, Von Wafer who plays fantastic off the bench for Houston. I I think this is going to be a little bit closer of a series than people anticipate. Uh, What are you seeing here?
3: I definitely agree with you, and I'd like to ask you a question. What's your number? How many games? What's your figure?
1: I'm going to I'm gonna say uh, a seven-game series, I'm going to say L.A. wins it, but I'm going to say that it goes the full boat. I don't think that they sweep, uh, you know, Gasol. That is going to be, he's going to be a big factor, but it seems that Houston has a counterpunch for everything that L.A. throws, even though L.A. may be a tad bit more talented. Uh, coaching is going to be big. I think everything is going to play out in this, and hopefully uh, we see a seven-game series, and I see the Lakers moving on.
3: I see the Lakers as well, and I agree with you in terms of offsetting talent. We're talking about true defenders, uh, probably two of the thorns in the size of Kobe Bryant in terms of Ron Artest and Shane Dadier coming out to defend. We're talking about young, active, uh, youthful benches. Uh, what up, Cut? Aaron Brooks, my cousin out there. Damn, man, it's going to be crazy. But L.A., I just think that they have the will and the, the experience. That will enable them to finally get over the hump. And right here, right here, right here. Whistle, you talk about
1: experience, whistle. And when you talk about experience, that leads me to my next series: Denver versus Dallas. And I, when you look at experience, you. Uh, look at Dallas, kind of maybe they've been there more, but you look at point guard Chauncey Billups, man for man. I'm going Denver. The Birdman is the Mm -hmm. game changer. Carl switching defense, I believe, will overwhelm Dirk. Uh, Denver defense, you look at Dirk, J.T. and Josh for Dallas, and I can put two or three guys from Kenyon, uh, the Birdman, Dante Jones, Kaliza can stick Dirk, uh, just go down the list, and I, I really think that Dallas's best chance is to win game one. After that, it's going to get a little physical and chippy. Uh, I'm going to go with Denver in, uh, God, I want to say five, but I'm going to say Denver in
3: six. What you got? I would agree with you. And, and an additional note on that, the L.A. Houston series, let's watch the importance of Scola because we're talking about the MVP who plays very well against international-type players. Keep your eye out for that because, and the importance and the significance of the role that he plays. But back to Denver and what they have. We're talking about Bobo nug and them guys. And if you don't know who Bobo nug and them is, you need to go to the gym and, and find the people who haven't left and they play all day, and they'll fight you to try to win, they even cheat. We got it. We, we were talking about, like, a, a a battle. This is about to be a great battle. And uh, uh, I really think that Chauncey holds their team steady. But they at the same time, they play with so much energy. It's like the fusion is – I don't think people on the West Coast or the East Coast really know what Chauncey means to Denver right now. And I think that uh, we're about to truly find out in the future. And uh, the rewards – Obviously, uh, have been obvious, and I think that Carmelo is going to have a com- coming out party pretty soon here. So we'll see what happens, but I do think Denver in six sounds pretty good. Uh, I do uh, see a you know team showing up trying to compete, stealing one, but the best team wins. We'll go with Denver.
1: No question. Quickly, whistle before we let you go. Pac Al Hatton. I'm going Pac Man. Uh, early barrage. Hatton. If it goes late, could be some problems. But Pac Man, what you got there?
3: If you're in the Philippines, cease fire. Pacquiao, man, Pacquiao puts it down. We're talking about speed, quickness. It is no disrespect to Mr. Ricky Haddon. He is very, very good. We're talking about a skilled boxer who is polished, who has all the numbers that you want in terms of victories, losses, and knockouts. Uh, But I just think that Pacquiao is very, very underrated and and unscouted. And uh, this is going to be another bit of a coming-out party for him. So, uh, Viva Philippines, if you will.
1: No question. Until next week, we'll same time, same place. Pac Man. Erk, 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 erk. See you next week.
3: No doubt. Finger food, gizzards, and steak fries. Deuces, I am out. <music>
0: Oh, actually, let me change that. It will be 3 o'clock next Saturday. Make sure you tune in. 3 o'clock.